2: Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on vSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back in. Sharp Money here on vSEN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Patrick Maher. Amal Shah here. Why, right, Tom Check in for Dustin Swedelson. So Amal, don't worry, we'll we'll get to your list that everyone has been waiting for because I, I I'm excited. Wyatt's excited. I I I haven't seen the list
1: yet. It's top ten most overrated college football programs.
3: And I'm fascinated to see what criteria you use.
1: So we're going to it's arbitrary. <laughs> Luckily it was a panel
3: of one <laughs> A panel of one. The heck of a panel. I already,
4: already have complaints about the list, but you I, know this is a mall's day. We're it not was gonna... shot.
3: Again, if
1: Michigan shows up, I am shocked that you had complaints. So hold on a second. Let's address that real quick. So a couple of years ago, when humans and I were doing a show on a Saturday, I picked Ohio. I picked Michigan against Ohio state. Now they got drubbed in that game. Uh, but I thought Michigan last year, was a great bet on the over nine and a half. They're about 10 and a half wins this year. They're going to be undefeated at 11. zero going into the game. You should be betting Michigan to go over their season. Win total this year.
4: I mean, we do, we, we do have a very tough non-conference. Really, Yeah. You, you gotta be are you playing on the team. I like to say we sometimes. <laughs> I don't, thanks, I don't thanks, know. Jeff. I don't, hold on
1: a second. <laughs> I, you know, I'm glad he brought that up. I don't have a problem when people are fans of a team and they say that depends on the scenario. Well, what's give me a scenario. Not like that one.
3: I well, he's so a fan. you knew what's what i was talking that? about? Yeah, what's I wrong? knew exactly what you were saying. I, don't, so you, I I've never been hold in, on a second. I've never been in that camp. I've, no, I, I don't like it. Look, that. I don't Let me tell you something. The way
1: you and Sweetosen talk about the Mets, forget the fact that you're a fan. I think you're in an ownership.
3: I, if I if look, if I was in ownership, I can tell you I would not be here right now. Yes. I can
4: guarantee you on that. Um, I would like to tell you, I can't say we, since I am a minority minority owner of the Green yes, Bay Packers, you, I, I, will I give only you have that. one share, not two like Ortega. You're not Ortega. Ortega is no. a two-time owner. Yes. You're a one-time
1: owner. By the way, you know what they call these people that buy shares of the uh, Green Bay Packers? Suckers.
4: <laughs> well, that was best. I get I get invited up to Lambeau every July. Are you going sure to you the share? Are you going cash. to the shareholders' meeting? No, everyone else took vacation. I have to stay here. Is this oh, like God. Berkshire
1: Hathaway, yeah. where if you own a share of Berkshire stock, you can attend the meeting with the Oracle?
4: Yeah, they they hold the the meeting out in Lambeau. Lambeau, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. what they
1: do. And You know why? It's a great way to drum up the economy for the local.
4: For the hey, local look, area. look, it's the right way to do it because they're not taking public money, you know, through taxes and whatnot.
1: Well, he he. Now he knows he's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, <laughs> see, I know, know how to get they, you. They, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Every team in the NFL should be owned by the local market, so that way you don't have a threat of a new stadium move. I mean, look, the Atlanta Falcons have a new stadium after 25 years. Everyone complains about their stadiums, but then they all hold these cities hostage. It is ridiculous. That's one of the first things when I run for Congress. If you want public funding then you better have the best-rated school system instead of 49th in the country like we
4: do here in Nevada. Um, I, w- I really wish you were there up in Carson City for the Oakland A's. Oh, hold on hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Before we get okay, that. First of all, I'd hold move on, the capital
1: from Carson City wait, down to Clark County. Wait,
3: wait, 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 wait a second here. You, you actually would want to put yourself through running for office?
1: Well, listen, I don't care if you're uh, to the left or to the right. We've got a bag of dirt everywhere. And I figure I can't be worse than any of these jerk-offs that are already in office. I, I I'm stunned that you would put yourself through it. I know I know you might you think you'd do a
3: good job, but I'm stunned that you would put yourself through the lead up to it. That's what I'm stunned at.
1: At this point in time, who cares? I mean, it, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I mean, I sit there, and I subject myself to this every day with you know people here. So so uh, all, let's uh, let, let's go to some uh, some NFL breaking news
3: here. So the deadline is passed for the long term extensions for the tags. We knew Pollard wasn't getting a deal. No deal with him in Dallas. Here in Vegas, Josh Jacobs and the Raiders do not reach a deal. So that's two for two for no deal. And then three for, yeah, go ahead. There's no surprise. No, not for for Pollard. Agreed. Jacobs, I thought there was an opportunity, but I'm not surprised that that's not getting done either. But now here's the one that is surprising and the one that is worth the most monitoring to me. Saquon Barkley and the Giants do not reach a deal. Saquon Barkley tweeting nine years ago. It is what it is. So, you so mean nine years ago, nine minutes ago, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. nine minutes ago. It would have been nine years ago. That would have been something else. Uh Nine minutes ago. Might as well have been nine years ago at this point, but nine minutes ago, Barkley uh, tweeting that with no multi-year extension. See, that's where the years comes from for Saquon Barkley. And I'm all, we talked about it at the opening of the show. The giant, it is kind of stunning that it's gotten to this point where Yeah, for Jacobs, more traditional running back. Not a jack-of-all-trades at that position like Saquon Barkley is. And look, as great as Jacobs was a year ago, the Raiders, with a hodgepodge of running backs two years ago, had an equally as good run game. So you now look at the Giants' side. You take Saquon Barkley off the roster, the Giants are are in big trouble here. I mean, you're looking at... Matt Breida, Eric Gray, the rookie out of Oklahoma, and, oh. and, and Gary Brightwell is the running backs on the roster behind him. You, you do like Gray, though.
1: Well, hold on. Let me preface it by saying there were a few people that were bigger fans of Eric Gray at Oklahoma. I'm not excited about Eric Gray in the NFL. Okay, fair enough. <sighs> but it's, again, all we talked about it earlier. Where
3: Barkley holds out, holds out, Giants get off to a rough start. If Barkley's not there, then... Giants are going to be paying him Barkley anyway.
1: I I think Barkley, Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, I, I'm a big Derrick Henry fan. I think those are a few guys who pay at running back. I would not pay Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs a lot. I think he's a tremendous running back, but I think he's kind of a battering ram who's going to eventually break down. 340 attempts last year. 217 the previous year, 273 and 242, already 1,072. Uh, If you're Josh Jacobs, you can't report to camp. You're going to have to hold out. But here's the problem. If you're the Raiders, you don't need to pay him because then he's going to come back and you're going to be able to franchise him again. I'm telling you right now, you'll see Josh Jacobs end up reporting later in the year. He's not going to have a great season. Um, I I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. And remember, next year, Ezekiel Elliott's – well, I guess this year it's not even on the contract, I was going to say, because the the salaries for the – Running backs is continuing to diminish. For people that are unaware, the franchise tag is based on the five highest salaries at your respective position, and the average is taken of that. Correct. And so that's how you come to the number in terms of how a player is uh, compensated uh, on the uh, running running backs. Right now, are just a shade over ten million on the tag, mm-hmm.
3: a shade over
1: it. Look, obviously, you know. All of us, we would take that money, but I get where they're coming from. Saquon's the one guy I think with leverage because his team is not that good. They, the team thinks they're better than they really are. I think Daniel Jones would get exposed a little bit without Saquon Barley and Barkley in the lineup. Neither guy has to report
3: to camp because they're technically not under contract. They wouldn't start losing game checks until the regular season started. Uh, but again, the Giants and, and Barkley, apparently according to Diana Rossini right now on Twitter, Giants Saquon Barkley attempted to finalize a long-term deal in the final few minutes leading up to the deal, but that deal obviously did not get done.
1: Here's an interesting thing. Saquon's played five years. He's got 954 carries. Jacobs played four years, 1,072. I know the argument can be made that Saquon missed the one year in 2020 where he only had 19 attempts, but his highest season is 295 and 261. You look at uh, Josh Jacobs. He's already got a 340, a 273 under his belt. I mean, those are a lot of rushing attempts in a short duration. You're talking in two seasons combined right there. You're talking about 613 carries. I just in the, in the end here, I just
3: a little surprising that the Giants did not go here, but again, it is the running back position. Now we know how it is viewed. We know that it is a position where guys i mean look again look at the current offseason dalvin cook a guy who seemingly in the, in past years you'd say oh dalvin cook is hitting his prime no not anymore once he hit 27 28 years old you're looked at old news as old news as a running back in the nfl so be interesting to see and I, again i would expect barkley at some point to report but it could take a little bit longer than we would anticipate especially if it bleeds I, into the regular season
1: i would report if i were josh jacobs eventually I would not report at all if I were Saquon Barkley.
3: Let's see. We'll see how it plays out. Again, long-term money, the the, the opposite argument of it. Barkley has an injury history, as we know. It is the running back position, as we said. They're more of a guys but, you can go through. But again, you use the second overall pick on this
1: guy, Five years ago. now. Yeah, it's not just that. And I think, you know, give them the Giants. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say the market has changed. But here's the thing. I think what you're talking about, the injury history, is a little bit misleading with Saquon. Rookie year, played all 16 games. Last year, played 16 out of 17 games. I don't know if it was a situation where he sat in the final week of the season or not. Uh, 19, he played 13 out of 16. And 21, he played 13 out of 17. Now, 2020 was the outlier when he only played two of 16 games. My my point being is, in his career so far, he would have been eligible, in essence, to be able to play in 82 games. He's missed 22 games, which is a staggering number when you look at. He's he's played 60 out of 82 games. However, in four of the five seasons, he's been durable. All, all I'm saying is that, to me, the Giants need Saquon Barkley more than Josh Jacobs is needed on the Raiders. And if Saquon Barkley holds out, I think it affects this team. And from a betting standpoint, I tell you right now, um, this don't they open with the Cowboys in week one? Yes. I would look at the Dallas Cowboys here. I'm telling you right now, Saquon Barkley, for my money, will not be in a Giants uniform on that Sunday night opener. Right now, Cowboys
3: three-point favorites against the Giants, that opener at MetLife Stadium. It's funny how
1: quickly it turned. You you not even a week ago were ready to take the Giants in that game. I don't remember that. I said you could potentially take them. All I'm saying is Dallas is not... The greatest team in the world. I, I think Dallas is a good team. That, that's all I'm saying. Right. No. And look, the Cowboys,
3: as we know, again, Tony Pollard, another one, no long term deal. Even though that was absolutely expected to happen, uh, that there was going to be no long term deal there. But it is again, and it's a new era. It's it is what it is with running backs at this point. Play four, five, six years, you're out of there. And again, Dalvin Cook is a bigger is the one that shows that even even more than what Barkley is. I do think the Giants at some point will cave, but it's going to take a it's going to take probably into the regular season so, so in order to cave.
1: Real quick. So what does it mean the deadline passed today? So they're not going to be able to sign him to a long-term deal right now. He's got to come in on the franchise tag, correct? Correct. Correct. To me, if you wait out the first couple of games if you're Saquon, uh you just show that hey, in the next offseason you're going to have to sign me to a long-term deal. I mean, well the the only question I will say We saw what happened to Le'Veon Bell's career after he sat out. I don't disagree with you, but I'm not saying to sit out. I'm saying to miss the first couple games, like Emmett did. Amal, we get your most
3: overrated college football programs. That's coming up next. Sharp Money.
2: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
5: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
5: Hey, where are you?
6: your perfect home sweet home
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VCN, the Sports Betting Network
3: We all know about the speed of sound but have you ever heard of the sounds of speeding If you drive over to speed limit there are lots of sounds that you might hear you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You could even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral, because if you drive over to speed limit, you could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by Nitza. Welcome back in. It's sharp money on V I'm Jeff Parles. Maul Shaw's here. Why Tom Check as well. And now this is what we have been waiting for all show long. Usually it's the big guy, Dustin Swedelson with a top 10 list, but no, today we get them all show with a top 10 list. And you know what i I love about this list. What's that? Because it's your top 10 overrated college football programs. I have absolutely no idea what your criteria is. So I am very happy to hear what your criteria is and how you came up with your list here.
1: So it's a combination of a couple of things. These are all power five division one programs, um, and teams that have high expectations or there's a thought that they're going to be good and better than what they really are. And you find a common denominator that none of the teams in this list have won a national championship more recently than 2005. At the end of the day, the the greatest thing about sports is winning is what matters. And when we go through the list, you'll see teams that have marquee names, have had some good seasons, but they're not winning at a consistent rate or level that you would expect from the way these programs are uh, portrayed. So let's start it out at the top. Are we going 10 through one? How do you want me to go wide? I, you know, I, Dustin goes to 10 through one. So I, I'll do that. You uh, 10 through one, whatever. Yeah, this so is your t- list. That's fine. Let's start with the Oregon ducks. The great thing about the Oregon ducks is the center of the field at Austin stadium. Jeff represents the number of national titles. Oregon has won. Wow. You see that big O it's got that goose egg there for you. It always <laughs> reminds you of what the ducks have been able to do. You look, they've come about because of Nike. That's the reality of it. No, Oregon, you know, when Rich Brooks took him to the Rose Bowl against Penn State in 94, that's about the last time anybody had heard from them until Chip Kelly took over uh, for Mike Belotti, and then the program got to a couple of national title games. Um, look, Mark Helfrich gets to a national title game, gets beat by 22, and he's out of there pretty quickly. So, to me, Oregon is a program that gets a lot of talk, a lot of conversation every year. But then when the chips are down, the Ducks can't deliver at the highest levels. So...
3: Oregon has one national championship appearance. Of course, True. that was. Oh, to oh to I totally, I totally forgot about you know the. You I, got I, the I totally, Dyer. I totally forgot about the the, uh, the Michael Dyer Cam Newton Auburn game. Yeah, that one. Totally forgot about that because the other one where it was against your Buckeyes mm-hmm. when Mariota and Mariota coming off the Heisman, and they didn't get there, so they have two. But I, you know, I, I'll ask you this though, Maul, because you're right. They've become truly into this quote-unquote power position because of Phil Knight and all the Nike money. Yeah. But Chip Kelly's also critical to this whole operation as well because that was when they were at their best, when he was their head coach. And now, look, I, I don't want to besmirch Dan Lanning because I don't know what Dan Lanning really is as a head coach yet. But do you really think, like, when you have a coach like that, like, he doesn't move the needle for you. Neither did Crystal Ball for that matter.
1: Well, I didn't think Cristobal was a great hire. I thought actually Oregon benefited with him leaving to go to Miami. Um, I think when you look at him, Mario Cristobal is a great recruiter. He's not a great X's nose guy. And look, you do have to recruit extremely well, and you can overcome a lot if you've got great recruits, but they're not consistent enough at some of the positions. And that's the problem with Oregon. Last year, I think they were dead last in Division One in pass defense. This is a program with some good, talented pieces, but at the end of the day, they get a lot more credit than they probably are deserving of. And so that's why Oregon makes the list at number 10. And this is the program that I'm about to mention next is probably my all-time most hated program, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Jeff, Notre Dame, I don't even know if you were alive last time Notre Dame won a national title. I was not. 1989? I mean, think about that. We're going 34 years last time Notre Dame won a national title. Now, they've done a good job at the end of the year. They've been ranked for the last seven seasons, or excuse me, last six years, but – You know, Notre Dame went from 2012 to, or 2011 to 2007 with being unranked. They were only ranked twice in in a 10 year stretch. You talk about an overrated program. And I'm going to tell you right now, Notre Dame doesn't want to hear this, but the fact that they're on NBC hurts their viewership. Nobody on a college football set is like, you know what, let me see what games on NBC. And then here's the best part. You have a Purdue quarterback when you have Brady Quinn out there that calls your games. That'd be like Ohio State saying, you know, what, we're going to have Brian Greasy do play by play for us. Are you kidding me? It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why would you not hire Brady Quinn? Is tremendous on television. Good-looking guy, presents well, articulate, and you've got Todd, you've got Drew Brees on there and Doug Flutie. When I think Notre Dame football, I think Flutie flakes and I think the guy from West Lafayette, Indiana. Breeze there anymore? Breeze has gone is not He's he? there or not anymore. But the point is, these are the guys that they had doing Notre Dame games. And then Pat Hayden, a USC guy, Jesus. I mean, it's like Ohio State would be hiring Michigan guys, Penn State guys, and Michigan State guys to do games. I mean, it's
4: as idiotic as Notre Dame and NBC could be. Jesus! if this is his number nine, I'm hold, hold, on, for
3: hold that. on a second. I'm all missed the best point of why Notre Dame is overrated, though. You missed the best point of it. Go that. ahead. So everyone gave Brian Kelly a whole lot of flack. For leaving for LSU, okay? hmm You know why it was smart to leave Notre Dame for LSU? Because the academic requirements? Forget that. He reached the peak of what he can do at Notre Dame. He made the playoff. He made the national championship game. That's true. It's just not what they are. They're not, unless if something happens here, where you're right, the academic requirements definitely hurt yeah. them. But unless if something else changes, you mentioned it, 1989. Why and I weren't alive yet. I'm not even sure if McCollum was alive, our audio guy. So we're talking a long time ago now. We're 30 plus years. 34. Yeah.
4: So Sorry to make you feel old them all. Yeah, but, I'm not worried about that. It just but,
3: but, remind that to Notre Dame people. But, you're, but that's the whole thing. To me, that's your best argument is that Brian Kelly, who is – look, Brian Kelly, I don't care what you think of him personally. The dude is an excellent college football coach. And I think he's going to win a, a national championship at LSU within the next three years. Oh, I I really do. I would take that wager every day of my life. We might have to figure that out (laughs) during the break. Then I think he's getting one in the next three years, but that to me is your best argument that they couldn't keep the coach because he maxed out and went to a place. He could actually win a national championship
1: real quick. Get back to Notre Dame in a second. So you're including the 23, 24, and 25 seasons, right?
3: 23, 24, 25. That's four years within this tenure. Yes.
1: Okay. No shot with Jaden Daniels that quarterback, so now you got two seasons left. We'll discuss the twenty-four and twenty-five season in the commercial. Okay. But you, you're right about Notre Dame. Look, this I think they did reach their apex. They got to that national title game against Alabama. They were completely outclassed. They had no shot in that game. would they get beat in that game? 42 to 10. I don't and know. That, that was, was that was
3: because, the that was the closest to an in-game I can't fix anything admission from any coach ever with Kelly in that interview.
1: Oh, I agree. <laughs> and and I'll tell you another thing, Nick Saban took his foot off the gas. Oh, he sure they, did. They could have embarrassed them like Nebraska and Bears, Florida in the 96 Fiesta Bowl, 62-34. It could have been something along those lines. Uh, let's go to another program that is still living in the 90s and no longer realizes they're not what they once were, and that's the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Just mentioned Big Red. The last time they won a national title was 97. The 95 team is still the greatest team I've ever seen. Miami's the most talented team, 0-1. But Nebraska, they won every game by at least 14 points when they won the national title in 95. This program is not the same now. Matt Rule could potentially get this thing turned around, but remember, Nebraska was a national recruiting program. Lawrence Phillips from Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Tommy Frazier from Bradenton, the Peters brothers from New Jersey. They went to Texas. They got guys everywhere. Nebraska doesn't do that anymore. They used to dominate the Big Eight and the Big Twelve with Oklahoma. That doesn't exist anymore. To me, this big red program, I remember when uh, D- uh, John Makovic ran that great play with Texas against Nebraska in the Big 12 title game. That's kind of where you saw the Nebraska program start to die. Then they got busted up in the in the national title when they should not have been able to play uh, Miami when it should have been Oregon. Nebraska goes in there after getting worked by uh, Colorado, I think it was, in the, in the previous game, and they got to play in the national title game against Miami. So this program's been a doormat. They think they're far better than they are. They're competitive, but they can't win games. That's who Nebraska is today. And uh, I don't see the uh, them turning it around anytime soon. You can't be overrated if you're not rated anymore.
3: Uh, well, they still <laughs> think they're better than they really are. I mean, but, that's 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 my whole thing, and you're right, because that's just not knowing your order in the pecking order anymore, which is what it is. Nebraska, in this new day and age, where, unless if you're ahead in NIL, you need some other, other advantage. It's no advantage to go play football in Lincoln, Nebraska, anymore. Wearing the black jerseys in practice isn't cool anymore. No, you're, you're so, I, to me, its I, I know our guy Danny Burke uh, would not love what we're saying, but it, it is what it is with Nebraska at this point. They, are—they at this point, are an average Big Ten program.
1: You're absolutely right. Let's go to another team that's slightly above average in the Big Ten. Last national title, 1987 in that game where uh, Penn State had 191 yards, but Vinny intercepted the through five picks down in the Fiesta Bowl in Miami. He should have won another national title, lost that game. Look, here's the problem with Penn State. James Franklin said it best. He goes, Ohio State is elite. We are not elite. Penn State will never be elite. They don't have the same in-state talent. They don't get some of the guys. The best players that come out of Pennsylvania the last decade or so have wound up at Ohio State. They've got to do a better job. They get the kids from Jersey that Notre Dame doesn't get that come from Bergen Central Catholic or from Don Bosco that wind up at Notre Dame or Boston College. But the problem is State College is not an easy place to get to. This program will never reach the heights that they had in the 70s and the 80s. Penn State 9-3 and 3 and 10-2 and are good years, but they are never going to be elite again. It's not a knock. It's just where they are geographically. That's who Penn State is.
3: I'll give you my thoughts on that okay. when we get back. We'll keep it rolling. The ball's top ten overrated college football programs on Sharp Money.
1: This is Sharp Money with
4: Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Download the DraftKings app today and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus instantly. Use the promo code vSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on Visa, and I'm Jeff Parles, Amal Shah alongside Wyatt Tomchak here as well, and we're going back. This is this is a combination of top ten, I'm all in, whatever whatever list you want to call it,
1: with well, our guy Amal Shah right now. Well, first of all, you, you and Wyatt are correct that I didn't have Notre Dame high enough on the list. Britton, my old producer said the same thing, so I, I think you guys are correct on that. But you said, what did you want to say about Penn State? So, real quick here,
3: just going back to Notre Dame also, NBC now is a legitimate college football package. So I don't know if that plays in is going to play into your argument as much Uh, with NBC only having Notre Dame games. That's not the case anymore, but with Penn state, you know, of all these teams and look the teams, as you go through the rest of this list, a few of them, I think are capable of winning national championships in the right circumstance at this point, Penn state, I do think is capable of it. The problem is I actually, and I, look, I, You may, I'm not sure what your, your thoughts are on this. I don't think James Franklin's the guy to get them over the top. Now the problem is, and this is why they fit into your list. I don't think they can do better than James Franklin at this point.
1: I I agree. That's the big, that's
3: the big problem now where look, and, and this is the thing. This is the problem for Penn state. They're in a conference where even though we'll see one of the big boys on this list later, they're not going to be Michigan. And they're not going to be Ohio State. And even with the Big Ten likely going to realign and probably get to a scenario where it's 1v2 in the Big Ten championship. Oh, and by the way, USC and UCLA are coming in as well. They're just in a weird spot where you're right. I've been to state college. It's basically cow tree, cow tree,
1: cow tree, boom, Beaver Stadium pops up out of nowhere. Outside of Pullman, Washington, is there a tougher place to get to in college football? Than State College, Pennsylvania. It's not easy. Maybe, and, maybe Blacksburg. And
4: it's also it's. Laramie, also, Wyoming. Got got you. Yeah,
1: beat. you're talking talking
3: real college football. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, but they' again, I think that's a program that is capable of winning a national championship. But they are in need of things to go their way in order to get there. And they had multiple opportunities. Why well, I brought it up during the break, Barkley's last year, which ended up in a in a. Rose Bowl lost to USC, one of the better Rose Bowls we've ever seen.
4: Oh, that was the year before. He, they won the Fiesta Bowl last year against Washington. That's
3: right. Excuse me. The Fiesta Bowl year, that was the year to do it. They had Ohio State on the ropes. They blew that game, and that was it.
4: Well, Amal, I can probably count on probably both hands that over the last handful of years that Penn State has had a lead against Ohio State and a lead going into the fourth quarter, and they keep choking it away.
1: Yeah, they always play the Buckeyes tough, but again, they don't have the talent and the athletes that Ohio State has. You saw it in the game last year, right? JT Tuumalao makes some plays. Marvin Harrison makes plays. Stroud. Now they got, look, they've got some dudes at running back this year, Singleton. Uh, they got Drew Aller, the quarterback. This team's going to be really, really good next year, and they'll have an opportunity because they get the Buckeyes at home. They got to go to Ann Arbor in 24. We'll see what happens with them, but I don't agree, disagree with whatever you, with both, with what both of you said in reference to Penn state, let's go to a program really doesn't have to have much conversation, but deserves to be on this list. Cause they think they invented football and that's Texas A&M. They won a national title in 1938. Dude, I lived in Texas for 12 years. Okay. I consider my home state, this cult. And that's exactly what it is. These necks are the worst people in the world. Okay. Let me tell you right now, you ask anybody, UT Baylor, Texas tech, Houston, Houston, Everybody can't stay in A&M. It's universal. Texas A&M thinks their biggest rivalry is Texas. Texas's biggest rivalry is Oklahoma, and Texas people will tell you that. It's amazing how much A&M thinks they're a far better program than they really are. They signed Jimbo to a ridiculous contract. It's like literally, let's take a coach and pick out of a hat and see if we can get a guy who ran a program into the ground after he won a national title. Let's sign him to the worst contract in college football. That's exactly who Texas A&M is. I actually think Texas A&M should be number one on this list.
3: I don't do, yeah. personally. Personally, I'm all like you said. They've won nothing, and you you look at A&M where all right, it's every year. Oh, this is the year they're going to compete with LSU and Alabama. Yeah. This is the year they're going to do it. It's almost be- because of that game with Manziel going into Brian Denny and beating Alabama that totally just put them in a different stratosphere and put them in the. They're going to be overrated till the end of time because they never won anything of significance. Okay, they won a Peach Bowl. Woohoo! Big deal. Wasn't even. It was before the Peach Bowl meant something when it was a playoff game every three years. But a And M to me, I don't even think it's a debate. They're the. They're at best if things are right. The third best program in the SEC West. If things are right, in bad years, you can finish sixth in the SEC West. Now it's going to be a little different because they're moving to the pod system. But you know what? Now with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, they can end up being the seventh or eighth best team in a 14-team league pretty easily. And this is a program that supposedly has national championship aspirations? Come on now.
1: Oh, I agree. Come on now. They're, they're they would delusional. be number one on my list. Oh, they're, they're absolutely delusional. And, you know, still one of my favorite moments of AM is when Michael Bishop and they did actually beat Michael Bishop on a uh, – that was the only time they had anything good with AM when Sir Parker scored in the Big 12 championship game. I got Miami Hurricanes on this list at number five. Miami has been relevant since losing that game in the Fiesta Bowl to Ohio State. Um, this program has been a downhill slide. Look, if you recruit Dayton-Broward County and most of just – you don't even have to go north of Lakeland. You can win a national title in the state of Florida. It's unbelievable the talents that they're... They just don't have the consistency at the coaching position. It's a commuter school. They don't have the fan support. Uh, I think Miami, unfortunately, is probably never going to get back to where they were in the 80s and 90s. You know,
3: that's another one that it feels like if they get... They, they, again, they're very active in NIL. Now that's the only way they're going to get very, people they're very They're very active. You're in, a, you're in a location that... I mean, look, most 18, 19 year old kids want to go to school, would love to live in Miami. And there are paths for them, but they have been, look, you're right. They're probably never getting back to what they were with arguably the greatest teams ever for a few years running. Uh, if it wasn't for one penalty, that wasn't, they would have won back to back titles, but I'm not going to have that argument with you. Um, but you're looking at a scenario for me with Miami where, yeah, I, they deserve to be here. On this list, but of everyone on this list except for number one and number two, it seems like they're the ones that could turn it around with the right coach
1: very, very quickly. I don't disagree with you, but how many coaches are going to take? Well, that's the problem; it's taking right? a I mean, lot of we've coaches. Seen Larry Coker go through there. We've seen Al Golden, now Mario Cristobal, uh, Randy Shannon. I, I'm leaving out some other guys along the way. I mean, well, Mark Richt was there as well. Mark Richt, yeah. I mean, that was an interesting hire anyway, because he was a former player. He, he was. A- he was.
4: He's probably had the best success since the 0-2 national championship game you say I'd yes. i have to
3: think about it. Yeah, yeah because they, they I mean, made they made multiple ACC title games with him. Man, yeah. because Manny the Diaz ACC's was thrown team. to the side. For Doesn't matter first though.
1: They, Manny Diaz, give me a break. Manny Diaz. I mean, what they do? Pick Your guy, game? Manny Diaz. They picked him out of the same hat they picked Jimbo Fisher out of. What day And had the first choice, and they had the second choice, and oh, they Jimbo, were the only Jimbo, two guys in the hat. Oh, a second.
3: Jimbo at least won a national championship. Manny Man, Larry Diaz. Coker
1: won a national title. You looking to hire him? I, I well, how old is Larry Coker? He's about these seventy-five. Days? But my point <laughs> is, is just these aren't great coaches. Uh, Let's go on Rocky Top, first of all, one of the worst stadiums in college football. If you've ever been to Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, it seats 100,000 plus. You can be in the first row and you feel like you're watching the game from the Empire State Building. I'm telling you right now, you ever go up the staircase up in Neyland Stadium, you feel like you're going to die. It is the worst stadium to walk up and down any stairs in terms of that. But the backdrop is unbelievable right there being on the water. But Tennessee wins one game against Alabama. Now, all of a sudden, they think they're back. They had that great run for about a decade when Peyton Manning and then T. Martin and company. Bama has dominated this series for a long, long time now. Nick Saban mismanaged the game late last year. If he runs the football on the first down play, they probably wind up in a situation where they either kick the game-winning field goal or they go to overtime with an opportunity. Tennessee's done a nice job under Heupel, but they're still not who they think they are or were with uh, Philip Fulmer in 1998. They're still probably, right now, I don't know, maybe this year the second-best team in the SEC East, but still overall, Florida's a better program than them. Tennessee's got to show consistency. I'm just not a big fan of the Big Orange. Uh, this team has got a long way to go before they can regain where they were in the 90s.
3: They had their opportunity this year. You beat Alabama, and then... you gave, Did you get what they give up? 63, 63 to South, South Carolina? Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean Hendon Hooker got hurt in that game. Well, but I didn't still, know he plays defense. He doesn't play defense, Ma. I was just about to say oh. that. Don't worry, don't worry. Uh, but you know, so Tennessee kind of feels. Tennessee should be on this list. If this was four years ago, Tennessee would actually be number two on my list if I was doing this. Wait, because they they were they had the Nebraska syndrome also, and they were not even they weren't even remotely good. Uh, the Jeremy Pruitt era was as as awful as it got. Uh, by the way, somehow no bowl ban despite all those violations, hundreds on hundreds. Uh, but you know, I for me Tennessee, I no problem with them being this high on your list. Them all, no no problem at all. But they would have been higher a few years ago for me.
1: Well, also when you look at it, you know you mentioned that because they're in the SEC. Let me tell you, if they were in some smaller conference, they would have gotten a bowl ban. But you know we need that money to be keep rolling into these conferences. We're going to eventually wind up with two conferences: the Big Ten and the SEC. I mean, or whatever that, they call them. Yeah, exactly. At that point in time, whatever they rename them to, but that's where we're going. We'll come back, we'll get the other three in there, Jeff. But I agree with you guys. Notre Dame should have probably been higher on this list, and I don't disagree with a couple of Texas received that AM should be number one. My God, you you would think Texas AM invented football. No, I,
3: I Texas AM, if I were doing this list, Texas AM would have been number one. Yeah. And I wouldn't even thought twice about it. But them all has a different top three. Two of them have won titles in the last
1: twenty years. One of them has not. One of them has won a half a national title in 70 years.
3: Tell you about it next on Sharp Money.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
5: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Sharp Money with
6: Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the sports betting network.
3: The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide drops next week. Get previews and predictions for every D1 team, conference and best bets on futures and season win totals, plus an in-depth breakdown of how you can use our betting splits and power rankings in order to make you a smarter better this season. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full Visa and Pro access through the Super Bowl for the summer kickoff special of $175 or Get a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19. See what v can offer you. Remember, this offer is only good through July 31st. Sign up now, v slash subscribe. We kick it back here to Sharp Money. I'm Jeff Barles, I'm Al Shah. Why Tom Check here as well? And now we get to the portion of the program or why it gets aggravated at the mall.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we'll get into the
3: final <laughs> top three here. Um, top 10 overrated programs, according to Amal, Sean, college football, by the way. The list.
1: Yeah, the list needs to be amended after listening to you guys. I've got Oregon 10, Notre Dame 9, Nebraska 8, Penn State 7, AM 6, Miami uh, 5, Tennessee 4. And number three, this program thinks they invented football along with A&M, the Texas Longhorns. Think about this. These guys are a bad Reggie Bush lateral away. Everyone points to the fourth down play where Lendell White didn't get the first down. If Reggie Bush doesn't lateral the ball in the second quarter as USC was driving again, this game turns into a blowout. Trojans roll. They win a third straight national title. Instead, Vince Young and Texas win a national title, and they haven't done anything since. Yes, they did get back to the national title in the Rose Bowl against Alabama, but they got the brakes beaten off of them by... uh, Alabama in that game, and this Texas program has just not gotten back to where they think they belong. The way, if you talk to people in Texas, you would think, oh, they're competing for a national title every year. I just read somewhere today, people go, oh, Texas is going to go undefeated; they're going to be in the playoffs; going to win national title. They got to go down to Tuscaloosa Can we let them win that game first. Everybody's underestimating Alabama all of a sudden. You know, everyone criticizes the Crimson Tide when they might have two losses. Now all of a sudden, Alabama's an afterthought, and Nick Saban can't coach anymore. I mean, what, what is it? Pick, make up your mind. It can't be both. Texas is back. Yeah. Joe Tessitore's favorite line. If that moron says Texas is back one more time, I can't take it anymore. Texas is back. They beat an overrated Notre Dame team on a game. Oh, Texas is back. To what? Eight and four? That's who they are. Texas is terrible. They're overrated. Yes, you blew out Oklahoma without Dylan Gabriel last year when they had their first year of a coach, but remember... Rocky Calamus and Bob Stoops and uh, Josh will beat you 63-14. to 14. This program has won one national title in 50 years. If you're that great, you win more than one national title. And it shouldn't take a Reggie Bush lateral to win that national title.
3: Texas moves to the SEC next year. There is no reason to think it will get any better. That's why I'm good with where they're rated so, for you as well. And also, too, like, again, you got – So you got two guys at quarter at the quarterback position on the roster now that should actually lead to something good. You would think, in Ewers and then of course the uh, Arch Manning. Who Malik Murphy's not bad either on that roster. No, look, they they have they have plenty of talent, and it's just always they always. There are some teams in sports that just find ways to not get it done, and Texas is the king of that in college football.
1: Well, look, up in Seattle, Stark was known as 7-7. and 7. I don't know if that was his favorite drinker. That was his record. But either way, the bottom line is you've got a pedestrian coach. You're not going anywhere quickly. You're going into the SEC. This program is going to be continuing its just mediocre trajectory. And to me, Texas is a program. The problem with it is – They've got too many people. They've got too many chefs in the kitchen outside of the football program. They want to run things. That's the biggest problem at Texas.
3: All right. Now here's where we get to the fun portion of the show. Number
1: two on your list, them all the Michigan Wolverines last time they won a national title by themselves was 1948. Think about that for a minute. This is a program that is embarking on 75 years. You know, I wanted the Wolverines to win that title by themselves in 97, but they split it with Nebraska. I still think Nebraska would have probably beaten them. With Scott Frost, remember they beat Tennessee by 25 in the Orange Bowl. Michigan eked out a 21-14 win over Wazoo. They were irrelevant for nearly two decades. They were getting drubbed every year in the game by Ohio State, Michigan in the Ohio State Michigan game. Now they've turned things around the last couple of years. Uh but again, they go to play Georgia and they look like an average team. Then you get TCU And you got the ball on the two-yard line. You can't punch it in. I mean, this is who Michigan is. They've been overrated for so long. They get a ton of credit because their alumni base is very large. But, I mean, think about this. In any other sport, when any other program or team get this much hype, that's won one national title since just right after World War II. I was not alive for that one. Neither are most people. Okay? (laughs) I mean, think about this. You're talking 70-plus years. This program has been so bad. Their entire identity is like when Fielding Yost was a coach in 1900. You look at the Michigan records post-World War II, this program is average at best. One now, BYU has won as many whole national titles as this program has since World War II.
3: I'm leaving it Why? Out to the you got anything to say? I'm well, leaving you know, it to I the was, of Michigan oh, fan. I have nothing to add.
4: Well, you know, I'm, I'm all sent this uh you know, I was I was in bed getting ready to go, to, you know. It's like oh, I'm gonna go to bed all happy, and then I'm all sends this list, and I'm like, oh, of course Michigan's number two just ruins ruins the night. I say, I, sir, you know, here here's the thing. I, I I You don't disagree. Well, Michigan from after Lloyd Carr yeah. to to um uh, Jim Harbaugh, yes, very overrated. They were they were terrible. There were a couple seasons with with Jim Harbaugh where they they struggled. Well, you didn't like Rich Rod? No, good God, no. That that the cost. First off, Michigan would have, Michigan had a quarterback uh, to lead them through the future it was Ryan Mallett. Hire a uh, spread type uh, coach who just nuked the whole offense, and then couldn't recruit a defense to save his life. I respected Brady Hoke. They just couldn't find a quarterback, but. The good thing is with Michigan, they're, they're at least getting back on the rise. The, the 2020 season was about as low as you possibly could get, and at least Harbaugh and, and crew have been able to to bump it up. I'm By still way, trying to avoid that TCU game, too. I,
1: I always uh, blame Kirk Herbstreet for them bowing out of the Ohio State mission game because he goes, I think Michigan's going to bow out of the game, and they did exactly that. I don't know if they already had that notion in their mind, but why put it in their head anyway, and they bow out of the, uh, the game due to COVID. I mean, they didn't want to take another beating. Uh, The reality of it is Michigan's going to have their best team this year that they've ever had since the 1997 National Championship. They've got an opportunity to win a national title this year. Whether they do or not remains to be seen. Do they get off your list if they win a title? Yes, absolutely. Is that the easy requirement for all these programs? No question about it. But think about this. The most recent national title is Texas in 2005. And even that, again, I mentioned if Reggie Bush doesn't lateral the ball, they would have won three straight. And the number one team on this list, in my opinion – should be the premier program in college football, and it shouldn't even be close. The University of Southern California, USC, the Trojans, they've got a ton of history, national championships, first-round picks, Hall of Fame players. They've had great, great talent come through there. This program has been irrelevant. I mean, think about this. This is a program that led Alabama in, in Arlington 3-0 and lose the game 52-3 to to Alabama. This program has been a shell of itself. They've brought in an offensive coach who's a great offensive coach. They have one of the worst and most overrated defensive coordinators in college football in Alex Grinch. They've got a generational talent in Caleb Williams. What are they going to win? They can't beat Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. They can't beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. USC is so overrated, it's unbelievable. The fan base is more fair weather than the politics in California. It's unbelievable how bad the fan base at USC is. These guys will only show up when they win. They don't show up for any games to support this team. As soon as the Trojans lose the game by week five, you won't see anybody at the Coliseum. So, of all the teams on your list,
3: Michigan and USC are the only two that I think could possibly win a national title this year. I agree with that. Now, the problem for USC, now you are, look, a few years ago, Pre Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. they were as overrated as any team in any sport in the country. Period. Correct. No argument there. But now I think you're starting to get back to a point where I think Lincoln Riley is a really good football coach, and you're now going into the Big Ten, where the one thing with the Pac-12, first off, if they by moving to the Big Twelve, they don't, Big Ten, they don't have to see Utah anymore. For whatever reason, it can't be Utah because uh, Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the Pac-12. And for what eight? That may be one thing. Different toughness level of the Utah may be another thing. But the one thing that's going to help USC moving forward is moving to a conference where if they go ten and two, they're going to be in the playoff, expectedly, with especially with the expanded playoff. So I don't think USC for about a twelve year period there was no more overrated program in any sport than USC football. Now I think they have a really good chance to work their way down or maybe even off your list completely now with the right coach in place. Finally, now obviously they've been looking for it since Carroll got run out of there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they made the worst hire right in 97 to 99. They're the worst hire in L.A. sports history probably. Paul can Hackett. I mean, he was a terrible coach for the Trojans. They revitalized that program once they brought in, or 98 to 2000, once they brought in Pete Carroll in 2001. But, you know, Lincoln Riley. look, He's had a great run so far. His record as a coach is 66-13. and But he's 1-4 and in bowl games, and he's had two losses every year. When you look at the talent that Oklahoma's had compared to the rest of the Big 12, you look at the talent that USC has generally compared to what you see in the rest of the conference. You're in Los Angeles. You've got tremendous big-money donors. USC is the largest employer in the city of Los Angeles. This program has so much money. How is it that you're average every year? Losing to schools like Tulane? You think Alabama's losing to Tulane? You think Ohio State's losing to Tulane? I would have said Michigan, but then again, they lost to App State. Alabama did lose to Cincinnati. It did happen.
3: When? Or, or excuse me, they lost to Utah before Utah was Pac 12. That's what it was.
1: In a game that Alabama didn't care about? Uh Oh.
3: You can argue that with USC in this year's Cotton Bowl. Good Alabama. I know they're not. <laughs> trust me. I know. Alabama would have been on this list what, 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. before Saban, though. More to come. Sharp money. Asking
6: the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at org.
5: discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.